Welcome to Learning Curves, the show that gives you practical tools to help transform your life inside and out while navigating the learning curves of life. I'm Sarah Johnson, your certified self-care life coach, and today I am sharing all about my mental health journey. Here's the thing. I kind of don't even know where to begin because in every person's story, there are so many chapters, including mine. So... I have like debated where to start, how to share this. I'm just going to share kind of what comes to my mind and where my true mental health journey started. So of course I have a past. Of course my childhood was amazing, but I still have traumas, big T traumas, little T traumas, if you're not familiar with that. Those are just terms used in therapy um, that a A big trauma could have happened, such as sexual abuse or a car accident, parents' divorce. Some of those things have happened to me. And then there's little traumas where you had to choose between friend groups or this friend called you fat or little things like that. So those traumas as a child stick with you. So of course I have a past. Actually, before I begin, let me share with you a little bit of a background. I don't know if a lot of people actually know this. But I graduated college with my bachelor's degree in psychology, biology, and physical education. So I literally have always been obsessed with understanding how our mind, body, and spirit connect. What got me into even wanting to study that stuff was I come from a family, and this is not just like my immediate family, this is like generations of family. We are what we call a non-functional functional family. And what I mean by that is like, we're totally functional, but we're actually not really functional. Like we have a lot of mental health and physical health disease and emotional health that we haven't ever addressed, or they haven't gotten therapy. A lot of the generations in the past, right? Uh, Therapy has been uh, too wooey, or you were, you had so many problems if you went to therapy and addressed your mental health. Like I'm so grateful for the era that we live in because mental health is being more talk is being talked about more and more and it's not necessarily being accepted but it is at the same time if that makes sense like there's more help and more resources than there ever has been before because it is a literal pandemic there is a mental health pandemic in this world and I have had that illness and I struggle with it every single day I have made it a point in my life to learn as much as I can, to help as much as I can, but also to not repeat the same patterns that are in generations of my family. Because what we hold on to, like there is legit generational trauma that you could be repeating a pattern, but that could actually be like from your grandma or from your ancestors way back that it's just a generational ancestral pattern that you're that you are holding on to and you can be the one to break that and heal that and change so kind of going back to my college degree the reason why I wanted to study psychology was literally to know like why do we even do the things we do and then why I wanted to bring in biology that is like okay why does our body function the way that it functions and then same thing with physical education how is all of that related so Fun fact, uh, my senior thesis was actually all about how the mind, body, and spirit are all interconnected, how they're all interrelated. You literally cannot heal one without healing the other. Sometimes we have it backwards 
where we think, okay, if I focus on my mind and heal my mind, then my body is going to heal and then my spirit will heal. But I have a firm belief that actually it has to be backwards. We heal our spirit first and then our body can begin healing and our mind can be healing. Now, don't get me wrong. I definitely know a lot of healing can start with the thoughts and the things that we say to ourselves and all of that. 100%. I'm not disregarding any of that because that's something that I teach. I just want us to focus. Like when we focus on healing that spirit that has been wounded and focus on coming back to us and who we are, then the mind and the body will heal. And it's beautiful. And so I just, I basically want to say, I have so much to say, truly, but I basically want to say, I have a library of knowledge. And even just saying that is kind of an understatement. It's just, I don't bring out my nerdiness with other people unless they ask, unless they have a question. And then my whole purpose is to share with you practical tools that will actually bring you change and transformation in your life. No change, no transformation will actually take place unless you take action. So that's why I push so much of over-the-top self-care and doing things that are practical because that is what's going to give you that change. I say that to move into my story. I studied so much of psychology, so much of mental health, so much of biology, so much of physical education. I had the tools and knew the things that could help me overcome or see what was going on, right? Like I loved spotting um, people who struggled with their mental health because I knew like, oh my gosh, that could totally help them. Like that's just the way that my brain works. Like when you see somebody, for me personally, I don't judge what they look like on the outside. In my mind, I'm like, oh, they're struggling with this. This is what could help them. This is a practical tool that could help them. And so I know that God has given me that gift to understand, like I can literally see soul to soul with people and saying, this could help them if they will apply it. And I know it's not a one size fits all, but that's definitely a God-given gift for me, knowing what one specific thing could help that person. So if you are actually curious on things like that, like shoot me a message. I truly, if I know you, like I know the things that could help you get out of the hole that you may feel like you're in. That's what I do. I focus on in my retreats, my courses, even my book. My book is so simply written where you, whatever you're struggling with, no matter what season of life you're in, will help you get out of that hole. So, okay. I'm like sidetracked. Sorry. That is kind of just what I do sometimes. Just want to share a little bit of my mental health journey. So I got second with my pregnant I got, oh my gosh, I got pregnant with my second baby girl. And the first baby, we actually struggled with infertility, knowing that I would struggle with infertility. Previously, I had been diagnosed with endometriosis and PCOS. That was after figuring out, going through a a series where I was actually um, on my menstrual period for 13 months without stopping. Came home, had surgeries, was on a lot of medications, a lot of birth control, like literally I I was taking about four birth control pills a day to just try and prevent me to stop bleeding. All of that completely shut my body down. Like my body was coming back with vengeance saying, hey, this is not okay. This is not what I need. Kind of rejecting everything, making my health problems worse. Just to put it simply, 
my healthcare provider at the time actually had looked at my results, my vitamins, hormones, everything, and had basically said, I do not know why you are alive right now, because with these readings, you shouldn't be. And that was kind of just eye-opening for me, because looking back to hear that from somebody was kind of shocking. And I was put on bed rest for about six months where I didn't work. I slept every single day, probably for 14 to 20 hours a day. I'm not even exaggerating. I would get up out of bed. I would go eat. I would go back to bed. And occasionally I would have friends come over and visit, but I like I hardly left the house. And this was back uh, between like 2014, 2015. So we knew leading up to trying to conceive with my husband, we knew that I would probably struggle with infertility. It did. We struggled with infertility. We had, we did have some medical intervention to, to conceive our first baby girl. And it was a beautiful pregnancy. Loved her, connected everything. The second one, we did not struggle with infertility and it caught me by surprise. We weren't necessarily trying, but we weren't, I, I wasn't as aware of my menstrual cycle and tracking it as much, I got a, a positive pregnancy test. And I'm just letting you know, this might be a trigger for some of you who are struggling with infertility. So if you're feeling like you need to turn this off, please turn it off. I don't, none of my intention is to ever be a trigger. But I looked at that positive pregnancy test and my heart sunk. I was not happy that I got a positive pregnancy test, even though that's something that I had struggled with before. Like I know what it's like to cry for a baby, to pray and yearn to hold your own baby, to see all the other pregnancy announcements that are on social media and your heart just breaks, or even to have family members get pregnant and friends get pregnant around you, but you don't even have your own. Unless you are experiencing it, you do not even know how to explain it or even give sympathy to those that are experiencing it or going through it. And so my heart goes out to anybody who's struggled with infertility or even loss. Like it is such a hard thing to navigate and your mental health is 100% affected by it. With this pregnancy test of my second, I wasn't happy. I had no connection with my baby and I tried so much. We couldn't come up with a name for the longest time. And I was like, okay, if I haven't, if I have her name, the connection is going to be stronger. That didn't happen. Then when I went into labor, I usually have my babies a little bit early. When I went into labor, same thing. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I just have to push her out and this disconnect will be gone. I will hold her and it will be there. It wasn't. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I connect with people so easily. Like what is happening? You know, you're, after you have a baby, you're running on adrenaline for the next two weeks coming home. I've just pretended like I was totally fine. And people would ask, like, how are you doing? I'm like, I am doing so great. This adjustment of two is just fabulous. I was lying completely to their faces because inside I would say that, but everything in me was actually dying and I wasn't happy. I looked in the mirror at who was looking at me and I just sobbed because I didn't even recognize myself. I was like, who is this person looking at me? Where did Sarah go? Like, where is she? Just to put this in an an analogy for you, I felt like I was in a dark hole with no light, no ladder, no rope, no nothing to pull me out. I was the only thing that was in there. I couldn't even hear people talking. Like I could hear it in, in the distance, but it was all just like a little echo and just muffled chatter. I felt so 
alone. And I'm the type of person that I would just cover up and pretend that nothing was wrong. You can only do that for so long. I share this in my book, but I'm going to fast forward just a little bit so I don't take too much of your time. I had a lot of suicidal ideation and my sister was the one who actually recognized that I wasn't okay. And she called my mom one morning after we went on a run. She called my mom and she was like, mom, Sarah's not okay. I think she needs you. And my mom called my husband and long story short, my mom came to my house and I just sobbed. To put this in perspective, the smallest tasks seemed like the biggest feat. I could not even bring myself to do them. And what I mean by that is showering. I could not even bring myself to shower. I could not even bring myself to do the dishes. I remember as when my mom was here, laying on the kitchen floor, sobbing my eyes out and crying so hard because somebody had to do my dishes for me because I couldn't. I would, my kids would be crying and I would just stare at them. Like I could not take action. It was the strangest thing. It was like a complete out of, out of body experience because I was not in control of my body. I don't like that. All of us probably don't like not being in control of things. We don't like when people tell us what to do. Therefore, we don't like when we're not in control of our body. It was such an unfamiliar, hurtful feeling that I was experiencing. And I actually talked about this with a friend and she and I were talking. We both struggled with depression pretty bad uh, after our baby. And she and I had used this analogy of it's like a dark hole. There's nothing there. Even people who are at the top saying, hey, let me help you. Let me do your dishes. Let me come fold laundry. Just let's go on a walk. All of that in our mind, 100% could help. But at the same time, we've grown up in the society that accepting help is really hard because we want to be independent and we want to show people that we can actually do it on our own. It's hard to do that. So let me just say, ask for help when you begin to recognize the symptoms. And if you don't recognize the symptoms, still ask for help. So my mom came to help. I went back to therapy started focusing on my hormones. So I started doing some hormone therapy. And let me just say really fast, everything, and I mean everything, your mental health, your mood swings, PMDD, rage, depression, anxiety, any sort of abnormality that you feel in your body, imbalance that you feel in your body comes back to hormones. So one of these times, one of these episodes, I will totally bring my hormone specialist on here to share her wisdom because uh, she's amazing and I love her so much. So back to my mental health journey, I got help. It was interesting because my therapist had me just start doing practical things that I could do every day. You can read more in depth about my journey in my book or even what exercises I did. I worked with uh, my therapist on creating this book for you guys and it's, it's amazing. So I just want to say mental illness is truly a chemical imbalance, but I also believe that it can be healed because I have been able to heal my body from the inside out. And I know if I can, I know you can. I struggle so much every single day. Getting out of bed sometimes is really hard for me still. And even though I have the tools and resources and even more so now, it still is hard but it's what I'm choosing to act on that's making the biggest difference for me because I know that I'm worth it and I know my family is worth having a mom who's able to show up and a wife who's able to show up as her best self. Truthfully, the things that have helped me most in my mental health journey 
have been the small practical things that I will continue to share with you every single day. Self-care, 100% self-care is what has helped me in my mental health journey the most. And it's not the self-care that you think about, the face masks, the pedicures, getting your nails done. Sure, sure, I love that stuff, don't get me wrong. 100% love that and am all for it because I do those things. (laughs) But I'm talking about the self-care with a capital S, meaning self, your soul, your spirit. What are you doing that is going to help refuel and recharge your spirit first, your soul first, that is then going to help you recharge your body and your mind, helping you heal from the inside out. That could be hitting the sun before 10 a.m. I'm going to share so many different things with you throughout this podcast. Hitting the sun before 10 a.m. The morning sun is so amazing for your hormones, actually, men and women. Okay, so the morning sun, walking, moving your body, drinking water, those types of small things, cooking a nutritious meal and not even cooking. Let me just say, I mean, you all, I guess you already know that I don't enjoy cooking from the last episode, <laughs> but it could be just creating a veggie tray, cutting up vegetables. And that's the most that you could do. And you eat from a veggie tray and have some sliced meat or something, right? Little things that you could do every single day that are doable. Sometimes that can be, maybe you just need to put, maybe you just need to wash two dishes a day instead of the whole sink, or maybe unload the top dishwasher, part of the dishwasher, instead of both of them. Maybe cannot wash the dishes at all. So maybe you run the dishwasher twice through. Maybe you wake up five minutes before the kids wake up, just five minutes so that you have time to pray and have a little bit of time for yourself. I will just, I do just want to add this in. One of the biggest self-care things that you have 100% control over is not having your phone be the first thing that you touch in the morning and the last thing that you touch at night. Do not let your phone be the first thing you touch in the morning or the last thing you touch at night. Let it be someone you love. And I want to invite you to like, let that be you. Give yourself a hug when you wake up. Turn to God first thing in the morning instead of turning to your phone and social media. Turn to your husband and give him a kiss or your partner and give them a kiss and a hug and just say how grateful you are for them. But especially you, turn to your inner child, turn to you and just show that love and compassion. So that's a little bit of my journey I wanted to share with you. And I hope you were able to walk away with something. I know I could go on and on with all of this, but again, like I just want to thank you for listening and for being here, for showing up for you because you're listening to this podcast for yourself and I'm grateful for that. So I hope you walk away with learning something and taking away. Ask yourself that question. What can I do that it will actually be self-care for me? That is showing myself I care and love about myself so much. And when I do that, I'm able to show up and be the best person I can be for those that are around me and truly fulfill my purpose in being a light in other people's lives. I love you so incredibly much. Thank you for listening. Please reach out to us and tell us what topics you'd like to hear. Also, please subscribe, download, so you can join us for our next episode where Steve, my husband, will share about his mental health journey. Oh, and if you wouldn't mind, if you love what you're hearing on this podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. Because the best way to boost this podcast and for more viewers to listen in is actually through reviews. So if you wouldn't mind just leaving a review, something that's touched you in some way, I would totes appreciate it. 
And as always, please reach out to us. Let us know what topics you would like to hear on here. And you can find us on Instagram at diamondsintherough.coaching or my website, diamondsintherough.life. If you are interested in my book, head to my website, order my hardcover book, and I will write a little love note in it to you. Love you guys. Have a happy, happy day. Thank you.